Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name's Colin McDuff and I'm delighted to be your host tonight as we run through a busy week at Rangers culminating in the signing of Abdallah Sima. Here to join me tonight to talk through Rangers Dane Hines in the transfer market once more, making a return to the show. Shona, how are you? I'm very well, Colin, yourself. Glad to be here to talk about Rangers and our new signing. Very exciting. Aye. No, I'm glad to have you back on. I'm so pleased um, after your solid debut that the, the listeners didn't share you away too much and you're happy to come back on and chat to us. Nervous laugh now. Cheers <laughs> for now. Aye. And making a, a return after a good few weeks off, having your summer holidays, it's a bold curry. How are you, my man? <laughs> I've been better, mate. I wish it was my summer holidays. The weather's been absolutely roasting. That's been, that just been absolutely killing me. But uh, I needed some time off with a few things to get done in real life, sort of a thing that had to be done. And uh, the dogs not been that great either. So my time's been took up, and I've not seen that much of the sun, as you can tell. I'm not that that brown. You can tell. I've not got that like the what's that? The, type of tan you get, it's like the, when you're in the dole, you, you see all these guys going about and they've got tapping, like, how have you got a tan like that, you can't afford a holiday somewhere, <laughs> what's going on, <laughs> nah it's good, uh, I've missed it, I've missed talking about Rangers, I've been missing the football, uh, I, I get banned off of Twitter, then I've, I've hardly been back on it again, can't be bothered, I know, there's a surprise, me getting banned off of Twitter, I wonder why, <laughs> But it's good, good to be back, and it's good to see all the regulars that normally always come in. Uh, it, I'm just I'm excited about the night, and especially, um, as you know, I'm just here to talk about Rangers and be thick as dugs, you know <laughs> what, and we've got the brains on the night with Shona, so we've got the bra- brains and beauty, the beast and the uh, talking shite guy, so <laughs> it's got to be a good, it's got to be a good pod. Aye, I know, if, if that intro's anything to go by, we're in for a good night. Um, <laughs> just before we do kick off in the, in the subject, uh, talking a wee bit of nonsense, um, probably just want to clarify something that we put out on Sunday when we, on the podcast, we spoke about the fans CEO Q&A, um, the fans forum, sorry, where um, we, you know, we gave Rangers a wee bit of criticism for for um pre-selecting the questions and you know having their answers ready just to clarify the boys have got the wrong end of the stick and rangers actually did put out a, a few pre-selected questions that were submitted by people who couldn't make it maybe four or five but the vast majority of the night was taken up from questions um from attendees from the floor and there was even the chance to you know, once you've asked your question, heard the response to go back with it as well. So, you know, when we get it wrong, we will hold our hands up, um, just as we expect everybody to do. Good old amateur podcasting, we kind of get it all right, but just for we've called that one wrong, so fair enough to call it out. Um, but Shona, let's get into the immediate news then. So, Abdallah Sima finally, after um. After a long week of speculation and rumours, he finally signs on loan from Brighton. Um, what's your thoughts on this signing? Well, I'm quite excited about this signing. I think it's only a loan though, isn't it? It's not a loan to buy. So that's my only concern really about the kind of loan system. 
uh, why why are we only buy taking these players on loan? Is it just to develop them and then send them back to the club, uh, increase their transfer value? So that's the only downside from him. But he is a right winger. He's young. Um, he obviously got man of the match against us, didn't he? When he played for was it Slavia Prague? So Aye. he's obviously got ability ability there. I was obviously listening to a journalist about him. He obviously says that he is good in a possession based team. I think that's where he's kind of lost his way when he was at. Is it on Ongers? Ongers. And obviously Stoke. So, look, um, if we look at his stats, um, they're not too bad. Uh, obviously, with Stoke and Ongers, weren't, weren't as good. Um, but I believe these, um, when he played for Ongers, he scored against Monaco and PSG. So, there was obviously a bit of ability and talent there. I think what he obviously needs to do is, like what a lot of these other players that are coming in from Beale, kind of to revive their career. So, as far as I'm aware, he's like he's very good on the wing. He's very fast. He's very good on the ball. He seems quite lanky. He's obviously quite tall, which might be quite good for set pieces uh, going forward. It seems to be a very, very. I don't know about you. What you think? All the transfers for me seem to be very, very tall. Uh, as if Bill is going to go with like all these kind of strong, tall players that maybe he's going to be looking at set pieces defensively and attacking. So, no, I'm really excited about this one. Uh, I hope. Hope to hope we've got something in there. We can maybe buy him in the future. But yeah, I'm excited to, just as long as he starts scoring goals. I think that's a good point, Shona, on the physicality of the players. And obviously, when we, we kind of keep on harping on about 55, it's great, it's been and gone. But if you look at the similarities that Bill's trying to build, I think we can see the similar playing style. And the the t- team that won the league under Stephen Gerrard were very physical. Um, they, were, they were strong, they were athletic. It does seem to be like he's trying to build that again. Yeah, well, I think um, what 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 that's what Bill's going for. It's all these different physicality players, strong on the ball as well. Obviously, can play maybe good in the air as well. That's what I'm hearing from this uh, this team. I think he's very good in the air. He's scored quite a few goals from headers. So it's obviously something that Bill's obviously looking to do. Um, obviously this summer. I think what's what's happened with this team, guy. He's been up against the likes of Welbeck, Matoma, the Evan Ferguson at Brighton. So. It's very difficult to get into that team, isn't it? If you think about how well Brighton have been doing in the Premier League. So I'm excited that he's with us um, as long as he starts scoring goals. But I think it's exactly what we've been needing is somebody that can play from the right wing. Um, as I know, he can play centre forward and left wing, but we really need a right winger. We've not really had that since Candias. Since totally agree. And, and Carly, just to get your thoughts on it as well, I think last year, we we struggled in a variety of areas. Um, obviously, the the strikers not doing their, their job. Um, whether that be through injury, lack of form, or just lack of desire to be here, um, take your pick. But we didn't get enough goals. But as well as that, we didn't have enough goals being provided, produced for elsewhere in the park as well, other than the right back. And for me, what any goals we get for a right back should be a bonus. We, we, we should be looking for more goals for midfield, for the wings, for the striker. So I'm really looking forward to, regardless if he's playing centre-forward or right wing, Seema does have a, a, a track record of strong goals. And I think getting goals for out wide, and if we bring in another striker, that's going to be a, a really good option to have. And I like players who have a bit of versatility. What do you, you think? Well, I had a wee quick look at some of his stats and that. He's only started fifty. You've only started fifty percent of his games at Brighton, so it was. I think it was fifteen or sixteen games 
that he played in, and he was a sub for the majority of the season. Uh, his minutes, I think his, his total minutes average was something like 35 minutes average over the course of the season. And he had, but I think it was, so I'm trying to remember, I think it was nine goal contributions. That was two assists and five goals. So he, he certainly can do it. The league he's in, how, how good is that league he's in? And he's coming to Scotland and it doesn't matter what we say, it's nowhere near good as it is down there. And we see we, we've got four games a season. That, that's it. Uh, we, all the rest are like, should be gimmies. Uh, with the, the squad that we had last year, we were like five man, men down in the park every single game because there was a couple of players that weren't trying and there was players that were just, just no good enough to be here. Uh, but Sean, I said about being loan, I was one of the ones that I've been barking on for the last couple of seasons and we should be bringing players in, we should stop, need to stop loans. But this title is that important that I don't care how we do it. We can get in 20 loans, see as long as they improve our side. I don't care because I want 56 this season. And I want a cup this season. I'm not interested in the Champions League. If we get in the Champions League, fair enough, we'll get some money. But I'm not really bothered because after the last, last Champions League, that really scunnered me. Uh, but it's obviously a chain side. Hopefully it's a, another hungry guy. He said he's big in stature. I don't think he's bulky, though. He's no, he's no that type of player. He's no a... Oh, I'm trying to think. He's no, he's, he's not a Calvin Bassey. He's not a no. Bassey aye. He's not a, no a Calvin Bassey. But the thing is, we've not had a right winger. We've been screaming out for a right winger for the last five, six years to come in. Because we've not had that anymore. Uh, this guy sounds as though we could do it. If we get him for a for a year, I don't care. See if he gets us a, he helps us get us a title. I don't care. I'd love I'd love to be a, a, an option to buy. I've always said that. I've always wanted it. I mean, our players to be full time. By the way, Cami, thank you so much, mate. Gifting out ten. That is absolutely superb, mate. Jesus, Cami, you do it all that. the time. Thank you so much, mate. What a hero! Uh, I'm not going to say hero, I've met him. <laughs> I'm joking, mate. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> You're a good guy, mate. You're an absolute legend, mate. Uh, yeah, just for me, I thought it was bloody. Total nonsense about. Uh, it doesn't take I, much, I, does it? I, it's just I, all I want is to, to get the title in the cups this season, and I don't care what we, but Bill does to do it. The funny thing is, we'll need to bring BB into this because it's all tall player, all six foot, maybe two plus players we brought in. Ideal for the way that Bonabarisic swings that ball in. But the thing is, that's all Borna Barisic has got. But if he he's got four or five big players in there that can eat a ball. He's going to be uh, he's going to be ideal this season coming, so it might be a good chance for him. He's actually going to be staying for a season and maybe get a year extension. I don't know. What do you think? So I think it's a very it's a very topical point with the Rangers fans now as well. And uh, I don't know. I, I can see I can see the merits on both sides of the argument, but sure, I'll probably bring you back in there. I think realistically where Rangers are in world football, I think we are going to have to 
we are going to have to use the loan market. Where we struggled in the past is we've relied on the loan market, which is different. But I think we we are going to see one, maximum two, every year. Ideally, these are going to work out like Malik Tillman, where there's an opportunity to buy. If it doesn't go through, we end up making money off the back of it. And in the meantime, the player contributes because... Malik Tillman did contribute last year. Were they done enough or not? It's a different question, but he contributed more than others. Um, so I'm I'm comfortable with Seymour coming in as a loan. What I wouldn't be comfortable with is if um, five out of six signings um, that we have in the summer were loans. Um, is this maybe the fans, Rangers, struggling to maybe accept where we are um, using the loan market? Because, well, in terms of stature versus Brighton, or 10 times a club at least, uh, but we are just crippled with the league that we play in. Yeah, well, I suppose a lot of these players that we're obviously looking at, maybe on loan, they may be able to afford their wages at the moment as well if we're looking at some of these players, but I'm looking at it and thinking, well, maybe the one or two loans is a, is a good thing because at the end of the day, you can spend your money on the other transfers. So obviously maybe that money that was maybe used for like, the likes of Morgan Whitaker that was going to be around £2 million, that can now be put aside now that we've got SEMA in and now we can use that money now to reinvest and maybe get another striker or another player. And maybe that's why we've gone down the loan route. Um, but look here, I, I think, as I said, I think it is it is decent. I just don't want to be a club where we bring in these players to do well for Rangers and then there's no option to buy them. And then we're just developing, keep developing. But I understand that obviously we're in a position where one or two loans, is, there's no harm in it. And as you say, if they hit the ground running and get the same numbers as Tillman last year, we won't be complaining. As long as we end up winning this league, we will not, not be complaining. So, look, I think the loan thing is a good thing, but as you say, you don't want to bring in too many um, and then they end up dominating the team and the other players don't get their opportunities. So, uh, the loan market is good, but as I say, I don't want to be developing other players and then we can't buy them because their transfer fees now up at £10 million, like likes of Tillman. Because uh, I think it's always going to be one of these ones where maybe halfway through a season, that the talk's going to start turning where people are going to be asking the questions. Are we going to be signing them permanently if he's doing well? Obviously, if he doesn't do well, that's a good thing. He can go back to his club. But then these questions are always going to come around. Most press conferences on the January transfer window, are we going to have the option to buy him? So, look, I think we can just wait and see how he gets on um, and see from there. But I do think um, the loan system is a good idea if we're reinvesting that money into other strikers, especially, because that's the topic where I feel as if that's the kind of position I thought from the very start of this transfer window, that's what we'd be going for. And unfortunately, we don't seem to have a striker in yet. So um, I'm sure we'll talk about that uh, coming up. But uh, obviously been linked with quite a few good ones. So, but no, I'm excited to see what we can do with uh, Sima. And um, if he does well, as you said, we won't be complaining this time next year. Absolutely, it's every everything we do in this window. It sounds exciting and now, but not none of it really matters until we get get the ball rolling. We can only really speculate. It will be judged by the amount of shiny silver things he's waving at his um, uh, eyebrows by the end of the season. Uh, but you make a good point there, Sean and Curly. I'll, I'll bring you into this. Um, the big transfer. Um, big transfer talking points and um, we've been discussing in the daily news show for um md that's not subscribed pound a month daily news every day this week um it's been serial deserts it's taken me about four days to get his name pronounced right in the news show um i did change it up every day that i um that i said it but serial deserts and danilo from finard they have been the two the two main rumors we're hearing um 
as far as I know, a, a bid was made by Rangers. Uh, didn't they meet Feyenoord's evaluation? Dessers, I think it's probably the same. I don't know if an official bid was made, but I don't think there's quite an agreement on where where the two clubs value these players. What's your thoughts on Rangers doing the business with the these two strikers, potentially? No, Fientes, if you want to say it properly, is exciting. It is really, really exciting me. I've I've already changed my my YouTube banner or my my profile picture to him. He he. You fall in love quicker than a sixteen-year-old in Twitter, so uh, Tinder. Sorry, you do, man. Um, and I'm all for what it. You try, I'm whoa, all whoa, for whoa, it. whoa! What, what, what are you accusing me of? <laughs> I wouldn't even know how to use Tinder. Christ Almighty! Honestly, I love <laughs> Imagine you. being Tinder, eh? <laughs> oh God! I'd be arrested within a fucking month. <laughs> Moving off really, really, uh, I'd heard him before and I'd watched him before, and he's the type of player that's always, he's like a, a classy Morelos, that's how I would put him, uh, he, he, he works up front, he's a, he's a poacher and a striker, he's a, I don't want to say he's Ali McCoyst-esque, Type of player, but that's what he that's what he brings to our team. He he, he does a lot of movement. Uh, the the one the last game I watched the man, he hardly did a thing. But the one thing he did when he when he's when he's right in there, I think he, he already knows that he's leaving. So I was certainly excited about that. Uh, who was the other player you saw said sorry? So were you talking about Kifwentis, the boy playing in um, LA? You know, uh huh. Aye. Um, so. What I gather with that, um, I think that's pretty far down the line. And I know, like, Sex, we, we are, July, mate. Aye, we, July. we are knowing the no folks, we're kind of just mm. looking for the most, I don't know, the most convincing rumors and go with it. But um, the other two boys I've talked about was Danilo, the striker for Feyenoord, and Dessers, the boy playing in Italy. Now. Oh, Dessers, all uh, oh, right. Uh, it's, it's, uh, if we try to get him alone, I mean, no. so the, we, the reports are varying 12 million. Looking for twelve million for him, we'll no pay that. We kind of get that. And that, that I think the rumor was that we're going to be doing a, a loan to buy with him, though. Uh, but I, I don't know how we're going to manage that. He, he's I heard a lot of him. He sounds promising as well. Another another really good rated player. It all depends if it fits into the, the squad that Bill wants. That's all we can do. It's a lot of players that are coming in now. The majority. Of, including myself and probably a lot of people out there that are listening, they don't know a hell of a lot about them. So it's blind faith that we need to go with them now. Until they put that jersey on and they go out in that pitch and they start performing, that's when we can start to judge if they are good enough. Because there have been players that have came here. We had one, one of the most expensive players ever to play at Rangers was an absolute dud. And that was Aaron Ramsey. That guy was worth multi-millions he came to Rangers and it might have been the end of his career but he should, he should have still been able to time we kick it up especially if time Scottish time Premier time Championship level Premiership time level at least he came in and he was absolutely ranked rotten so it just proves that no everybody that's got that back and behind them 
can put that jersey on because it is a heavy jersey to wear, especially when you're on that pitch and you've got 56,000 screaming at you. And if you do something wrong, they won't be long in telling you. But if you do something good, they'll know. They'll know. Yeah, again, they'll know be long in letting you know that you, you're one of us. That's all we ever want for Rangers players. We want you to be one of us. It's like Todd Cantwell. Let me say, did you see his tweet to <laughs> Chris Mutton? Absolutely brilliant. Not only on the pitch that guy's doing it, he's doing it off the pitch. He gets it at Rangers. We said that way back when he first started. Uh, there's something about him that he gets it at Rangers, and that's what every player needs to get. And if I was Bill, the first thing I would be doing is getting Todd Cadwell to speak to every new lad that comes in and let them know how he's he's doing it. And they need to do the exact same as him. Tear it, tear it up on the park and see after the park give zero monkeys about anything other than Rangers and make sure that the fans love you the way you, you play and what you do after the pitch because that's all we ever want. We want 100% fair, fair players. Look at Morelos. He was, he, he was one of your best players ever. And he's, he left Rangers. And there's hardly a person that probably in this chat annoy us if I say, thank God he's away. Because the way that he treated the, the fans, the, the last six months of his contract was absolutely abysmal. Kent, there's another one. He should have been getting plaudits, uh, leaving Rangers, but he never, because he, he couldn't be asked. Hold one, you try to cover my face up, you ass. Yeah. Can you see me? Oh, see what he's doing? Hey, can you see that? Uh, yeah, so for, for the listeners on Spotify, <laughs> I'm, I'm sharing the comments um, on YouTube and uh, Carry Canny multitasking one time. That was a good comment for Jamie Lawson, um, old, old friend of the podder here. Um, just agreeing with you, Curry. But you, you do make good points. And Shona, I'll, I'll come back to you. I think we, the, the point that Jamie was making back in Curry up there was he was very much one for looking these players in the eye and trying to judge our character as well as their ability. You've mentioned the strikers there. That is my big worry. No my worry. It's too early to be worried, but that is a missing link for me. We've sold enough backline. We've added added a bit of dynamism in the midfield. We do need a goal scorer um, and a powerhouse up front. Do Danilo and or Dessers do it for you? Well, as, a, as long as they start scoring goals, I think that's 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 the thing. But I think what the, the thing is, I feel, feel as if this transfer window, it's been really, really exciting. I think the players that we've been linked with, even the strikers, are very exciting strikers. I was obviously listening to a guy talk about that, Benny Traore as well. So it looks like, mm-hmm. obviously, Rangers have definitely, definitely scouted him. But I think they're talking about a range of over £5 million for him. So that'd be like the top scale of obviously what we're probably wanting to pay uh, as far as I'm aware, I think the Dessers loan thing, that's just nonsense. Uh, loan to buy, I've heard that's absolute nonsense. Uh, and Danilo, really really like this boy, obviously, Brazilian as well. So I imagine he can add a wee bit of, wee bit of flair uh, to, obviously, the football pitch. But I think all three of them, to be honest with you, I'm actually looking forward to it. I fancy Triori, and I would love to have Danilo too. So... I don't know what the guys who are watching, who they would like to see in and why. Uh, obviously, I've been a massive admirer of Josh Madger for quite some time now. So, those kind of links, there's not many transfer rumours going about with that. I don't know if it's something to do with the fact that, obviously, the things that are going on with Bordeaux. Um, I don't know that they're trying to take a, to a court of appeal. don't think that'll ever happen, to be honest. 
Uh, and I think there's a few other clubs that might be interested as well in him. But uh, no, I quite like the look of Dessers, Danilo and Chiori. So any three of them, I'm, I'm actually looking really, really forward to. Uh, to be honest, it's the most exciting I've been about for striker for a long time. But I suppose, though, if we are going to be spending big money on these strikers, what does that mean for Cholak and what does that mean for Roof? Because for me, Roof, is if we can have him fit, if Dr. Waller can get him fit and they keep him there, then then obviously for me it would be rough to be starting. But look, I think we've just got to trust in Beal and see what his new system is going to look like. Because for me, I've got no idea what uh, Beal's got planned with all these tall, uh, obviously, players that we're looking at. Tall in midfield, tall in the defence, tall up front, tall in the wing. Uh, so there's obviously something he's got up his sleeve, whether it's to do with the fact of the amount of crosses that we tend to put in in every game and we want people to be on the end of them or obviously defensively as well. So uh, for me, all three strikers look very, very exciting. Uh, all different types of strikers as well. One is kind of pacey, other one's more kind of holding up the ball, another one's a bit more physical. So it is, it's three different types, but I definitely think that Beal needs to still bring in two strikers for me. I don't think Cholak has got a future at Rangers, unfortunately. So I can see him going out the door if we can get decent money for him. So... I would expect us to spend at least three or four million pounds on per striker this summer. Uh, and maybe that's why, obviously, when I mentioned about SEMA, maybe we're keeping the money for that because it looks like a lot of these deals are not going so far to plan. Um, it looks like a couple of bids have been knocked back as well. So I think Rangers are going to have to pull out the stops to try and get these guys over the line over the next couple of weeks because we definitely need them in. Pre-season starts tomorrow. So, well... The guys are back in training tomorrow, so pre-season and the next friendly, uh, our first friendly is not that long away, so we really need them in. And then we've got the Champions League qualifiers just like that. So for me, we need them in pretty soon. I'm surprised there hasn't been one in yet, but my fingers are hoping, fingers are crossed, that I think there'll be one in by hopefully the weekend, if not next week. My money's on next week. Um Gary, uh, Bob Boop. I really like his um, uh, Twitter um, name. Actually, no, his YouTube name. That's quite fun to say, Beep Bob Boop. He asked the question as of right now, who's our number one striker? And I think that's a, a good good point today. Is Shona was right there. I think we all have um, well, all have an element of doubt over Cholak because he's a very one trick pony, if you like. And I don't want to be disrespectful uh, to him, but he, he's really what he does. He's a penalty box striker, but we probably need a bit more of a rounded striker for the most part of the season. Came out of his body, can he hold up? Um, I think, what, personally, with Ruth's wages, we won't get short of him. Um, nobody else will take him, so we need to account for him. I do actually think Jolak will hang about because he's probably a 15 to 20 goal a season striker in the in the league. Um, I don't see him playing away uh, to Parkhead. I don't see him leading the line. I don't see him being a main striker. But I think we have lacked options up front, and I think he might be there. What's your thoughts? Um, do you see either of those two kicking about for next season? Roof, no chance. Uh, amazing striker. The he scored the best ever goal that I've ever seen in my life uh, in Europe was the guy has is something special but his body is just made of sugar glass 
you can't have a player that's going to come in and as I, as I just as I carry on and joke about, he gets a grass stain in his, his jersey and he, he's off he's for four weeks. You can't have players like that. Uh, as good as he is, uh, we would have, he would have never came to Rangers if he was not as injury prone as he, he has been. That's the only reason he's at Rangers. Uh, he supposedly, that's him top fitness now. Everything that's been going on has been fixed. So I don't know whether, I, I think he's in his way out. Uh, as for, for Tony, I, th- I, I would keep Tony. I, I, I think he's a great player. He, he brings, a, he's a natural striker. And that's the thing that we've not had for a long, long time. Uh, for all the time that he had off, he was another. In- There's no player that we, that last season made the business injured. But he spent a lot of the time off injured and he ended up our, t- our top goal scorer. So it just shows you he knows the way the back of the net. And that's all. that's what we need. Is somebody who knows the way at the back of the net, will he be, as you said, he would maybe be played for uh, the lesser teams in that, uh, or used on the bench. But I think he, he'll stay. Uh, but as for Ruth, now, nah, mate, I just, I, I, I wish he would get back to his best, but I just don't trust him. I, I, I can see him if he gets, if he's still here next season, I can see him coming out, and after about six games, he'll be out for another six months, guaranteed. Never know, maybe, Doctor. Oh, you go, Shona. Sorry. No, no, the reason why I don't think Bill likes Cholak is because I think Bill wants his front feet to be pressing at the ball all all game, and I just don't think that's in Cholak. Cholak will not be pressing the ball. I think he wants high tempo, high energy, right up that pitch. You can see that with some of the guys that were that Sima as well. He's very much a hard worker, pressing the ball, physical on the ball. This is what he wants. He wants these players playing high up the pitch and he also wants them pressing the ball. And I just don't think Cholak's got that. Um, I'm going to contradict myself here because I think it is a good point. He's not a Bill type of player, but if I think back to where we went wrong and I'm probably I'm probably scared with the you know, the Morelos saga, and not just the last six months, but the last five years where we've had the highest of highs with Alfredo Morelos, but we've no had a different option without him. We've had to build a full team around playing with Alfredo Morelos. So, well, he's no a, he's no a Michael Beale type player. I do understand that. I hope that, I hope that every striker we bring in can add something a wee bit different. And I think Cholak is somebody, it sounds silly, is somebody that, Bill wouldn't go out and sign, so I'm hoping that's how he ends up keeping them. But I don't know, I wouldn't be surprised if he does go, but I do see the merit in having them. I've probably yeah. made no sense, sir. No, Sorry, no, I, 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 I think obviously, I don't think he'd be suited for European games. Obviously, he'd be suited for our league, like you said, like a poacher when we're going to have a lot of possession, a lot of chances in the box. That's the kind of type of player I can see Cholak fitting into that kind of style, type of style, but I think. In European football, or even against like a Celtic, I just can't see him holding the ball up enough or scoring enough under Bill's system. But look, we all don't really know what Bill's system is going to be like because we don't really know what, who, where all these players are going to fit into. So it'll be interesting to see um, come the preseason friendlies, kind of get an idea as to how Bill's going to play. Absolutely, and I think what you mentioned there, Shona. Um... This has been probably the most exciting 
exciting uh, summer window in a, a good four or five years and it's all coming in early Tuesday I'm not in the know folks but I can guarantee you it won't be like this right up until the end of August um, we're getting all our business done early and ultimately we're a team like a club Rangers with limited finances we can't keep up this five <laughs> signings every six weeks for the full summer window so that does mean that it will slow down but I, I think that's Definitely what, what Shona said earlier about getting the team in early, getting the early pre-season and getting ready for the qualifiers. I'd rather that than having four deadline day windows. However, it does mean that we are probably going to prioritise the incomings first and foremost before the outgoings. And we've seen the, um, we've seen the, the start of the, the outgoings, I feel like, although it's bit of a technicality because Matthias Zikowski was already out on loan but Curry he's moved off permanently so the question I want to both yourself and Shona on is who's the priority to move on first obviously when I say this question I don't think um, I want for a realistic view because it's not quite football manager and we can't just say I don't like these 12 players off they go who do you think realistically are the two three players we're going to move away first who do you want first, Sean or me? You go first. Right, okay. Uh, right, needs to go. He's just... The guy really tries his hardest, but his hardest is no good enough. Uh, the, as a, a, a technical footballer, he's brilliant, he's fast, he can run with a ball, he can take by players, but as soon as he gets that final ball, the, the boy just has a brain fart. It just, he just, it hasn't got a clue in the final decisions, uh, so he needs to go. Uh, we could get a, a few bob for him, but we won't get probably money. But we will get some. Glenn Kamara needs to go. He's just, he's just. There's no point in him being at Ibrox anymore. Uh, I think he, he's proved that over the course of the year uh, that he's lacking effort. He, he had about two or three games, I think, that he played absolutely brilliant. And the rest, he just he's basically basically been a passenger for all last season. He's one of the ones that I said, as I said earlier, about the time players that we were playing with six or six players that weren't even want to be at Rangers. So he's another one. They're the main two. I would have said BB, Boren Bonner Barisic. I would say him, but because of the players that we're bringing in, I'm starting to have second thoughts on him because, as we said. He's got one thing in his locker and he knows how to swing a ball in, an accurate ball in. Now, if he can do that, do you think four or five guys that can run into that box, six foot plus guys, physical guys, there's a good chance we maybe get a few goals for there. Because if he's swinging it into guys that were five foot ten <laughs> against defenders or six foot four, six foot five, so it was there was no point. So maybe BB's got a wee steal of execution, maybe. Um... John McLaughlin as well. I don't know what's happening with him. Uh, no doubt he'll he'll need to get moved on as well. Uh, I'm trying to think. There, there is a, a couple other ones. I just can't think of anything else. Fashion, I, I, fashion staying. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> for for me personally, I get rid of Tav because I, I Tav's Tav's had his chance at captain, and also I know how much it'll piss you off. So I, I, I'd be moving Tav on as well because you and I talking about what happens with James Tavernier is a full hour long podcast in itself, my man. They bother my man. <laughs> bring it on, bring it on. But I'll be I... able to come up with more bad things about Tavernier than no. you can come up with good. I can assure you. No, uh, seriously, uh, be 
because it's quite funny because there's not been a lot to say about Sterling. And that's quite weird, that. And I think that Sterling's going to be the guy that's going to take his position. Take Tav's position, anyway. I think that's what's going to end up happening. Well, just on that, my, my issue with James Tavenier is there's never been a good enough player to to push him since Nathan Patterson. And if, you know, Sterling... Fair comment, if, mate. Fair if, comment. If Sterling, if he comes in replaces Tav, brilliant. Uh, because it means he's better than Tav. If he does, if he comes in and plays well and takes staff to a higher level. Brilliant. Like it's one win. But on the on the outgrown uh, players there, Sean, I, I probably agree with definitely the the um the first two main ones, Scott Wright and Glenn Kamara. Um, I think in terms of what we're doing with the squad, we've added some midfielders, we've added um, a winger and Sima. Um and Scott Wright and Glenn Kamara will have resale value. I do see them being ones that move on early. Does anybody else you think that will Try and look to move on as a priority. I think we've lost our Shona. So, um, uh, she's obviously listening to your pish, mate. She's like, nah, I'm not having any of this. <laughs> she's like, yeah. nah, I'm out of here. She's, it's not even you. It's probably my pish. She's just like, but what's she talking about? <laughs> she's heard me and you arguing about James Tavernier. And she's I've, I've heard enough. This. But the the point stands. So I I do I do agree with you there about the players you've made uh, said there and the big ones, uh, John McLaughlin, Glenn Kamara, Shorty. I think they will move on. And this is this is why I wanted to open up the conversation. Who do we move on first? Because it is unrealistic to shift. 12 players in the one window because oh, you that was going to happen, mate. Aye, because if we don't want these players, no, everybody is going to want to come in for them. So, I think we have Shona back girl. Um, you ducked that question, Shona, but you're not getting out of that, out of it that easy. <laughs> so, we were speaking about Scott Wright, Glenn Command, and John McLaughlin being players potentially moving on first. But who, who do you see for, for your end? Do you think Scott would be moving, moving on as a priority? Uh, it's got to be Scott Wright and Glenn Kamara for sure, and John Bolkin. I would say. Um, I think there's going to be question marks over a few other players. I would say there'll be a question marks over Lowry, question marks over Hadji. Um, I do think I don't mean this in a bad way, but I think we had three managers in now, and none of them have seemed to fancy Lowry. So for me, if he's got the ability and he's got the talent, why are we not starting him every week? There's obviously got to be something else in there. So for me, it's got to be the definitely the outs have got to be. Obviously, Kamara, Scott Wright, John McLaughlin, and then obviously there's question marks over a few others. And obviously, there must must remember as well. We've still got Stephen Davis on the books, so that's another one. I would like to see him going to make like the the B team, the coaching role, and that, that kind of side of things. Uh, so look, we'll, obviously, we'll need to see what happens with Davis. But for me, it's definitely got to be Glenn Kamara, uh, John McLaughlin. I just don't think these guys can cut it. I, the good thing is though. There seems to be a few bids coming in for Scott Wright, which I was quite surprised about because I thought he would be one of the, the hardest ones to get off the books. I thought we would get more bids for Glenn Kamara. That just hasn't seemed to happen or come to fruition yet. So uh, for me, I think we could possibly get between three and five million pounds for Glenn Kamara. He did score against uh, for Norway, so that added an extra million pounds on top of his transfer fee. So... No, I think we have to get rid of these guys. I think we've obviously got to start fresh. We need to obviously get rid of the ones who clearly are not first-team starters. And Glenn Kamara, for me, is just... I, I can't believe what a different player Glenn Kamara has been um, this season. He just seems to have down tools. 
Uh, so it's time for him definitely to move on. I don't want somebody like that at Rangers anymore. So we've got new fresh blood in. Um, they were excited about it. It's time to get rid of some of the dead wood now. She's a very quick fan. So, uh, thank you to Beep Bop Boop. Um, again, I love that name. I'll be a donation there. Um, I mean, thank you for the donation. I'm not thanking you for the suggestion that Jason Cummins um, bring him home. Um, you, I do. You, you leave Timmy the cum dog alone. You, <laughs> the cum dog was an absolute... He might have only been here for a couple of weeks, but he was an absolute Rangers legend. I Cult hero. That. that was another um, guy I loved. Yeah, and also a fan. Um, massive thank you to... Um, the boys that have just donated there as well, donated some subscriptions. Um, the Rangers Loyals just done that another five as well as Cam early on. It's really, really much appreciated, folks. Everybody, like, first of all, watching us, subscribing to us, but you know, putting in your hands in your pocket, supporting the podcast, it's hugely appreciated. Um, Curry, um, a few questions that's been came up since Shona mentioned Alec Lowry there, and uh. A few folk are asking about the the B team in general. So probably questions I'll have to you. The like said Divine Lowry, Leon King, do you see them going out on loan and I suppose extend that to anybody else in the B team? Uh now that we only got to be playing in the loan league, do you think we'll be using the load market a wee bit more this season? Well, the three players that you mentioned are all ones that have featured in the first team last season. Uh they, they they will either need to be brought in and used or put out on loan. If they're not, they, they'll need to go elsewhere. Uh, I'd I'd love to know exactly what's happened with Lowry because we all know there's a player there. But I think it's probably it might be a personal thing. But I think Rangers are talking about being open and transparent. I think we need to be open and transparent about why he's not getting played. If, he, if he's not got the attitude, just be honest up, up front, please, and let us all know. There's so much speculations that are going about. The poor lad is probably getting belters for, maybe they're just saying, no, we want to get the game another year, get him a bit more physical fit, get him a more, bit more presence, then we'll bring him into the team properly. But we don't know that. Everybody's flying out rumours. Oh, he, he's got a bad attitude. Oh, he thinks he's a better half than he really is. We don't know that. So it's a lot of pressure on the young boy. And that's the things we need to remember. They're, they're young boys. They they all need to be put out and loan, or they need to start being used. With the squad that Bill's bringing in, I think it's going to be doubtful because I think Bill realises the same as mostly everybody here and everybody in chat and all probably 99.9% of the Rangers support know that this season is one of the most vital seasons that we're going to have for a wee while. I know we always say that, oh, that this season is the big one. This is the big one because we ca we cannot let them get above us. It, it's an absolute... This, this is going to be Bill's future, really, what's going to happen this season because if we don't win anything, you can guarantee Bill will be out the door. Because he needs to win at least two cups or a title and a cup. And I, I think the majority of people will, will turn around and say, yeah, no, we want the, we want the title. Because Europe's nothing. The money, I, but nothing else. It's domestic. So, we need to take care of It's a really good point. I'd want to get your take on, Shona. Um, I think we actually spoke about this a, a couple of pods ago. Um but it's never going to change. What what Curry said, that I totally agree with. The league is the priority. This is a huge season for us. 
but there's not been a season in the last 20 odd years where I've not said that and it may make me a hypocrite but I think I'm quite I think I'm quite in tune with most of the Rangers support and, and that and probably yourself the lead's always a priority but that's always been the case at Rangers and there never does seem to be a perfect time to take a chance in the, in the youth do you see Michael Beale maybe playing Playing, giving boys a wee bit more game time. We've seen snippets of it last year. Do you think that's something he's got to gamble on this year? I don't think he had a, a choice last year. I think it was down to the amount of injuries that we, we had in our team and that was a problem we had to bring in the youth because we didn't have anybody else. For me, I don't know where these boys fit in. I really don't. I think, obviously, Devine, I think he's a good player. I think King's a decent centre-back. And I think Lowry has obviously got the ability, but he's obviously not shown it yet. So I just don't know where they're going to fit in in Beale's team. So for me, I've got to admit, Lowry, and I would say probably King as, as well, both of them need to go out on loan. But obviously they need to go out on loan to a good team. I'm talking about somebody that's already in the Premier League because they're not going to get the experience playing for a party Thistle or further down the leagues, do you know what I mean, an Air United or a Queen of the South, for me, they've got to be playing with the teams that are in the Premier League, Premiership, so for me, um, I can't really see uh, where these youth players have got a chance, the only person that I think that might have, have a chance of getting some game time this year, and it will really be in the Cup games, is Bailey Rice, I think he looks like some talent is coming through, but remember, these guys, these guys are only just kids, do you know what I mean, Bailey Rice is only 16, going on, I think he's 17 at the end of the year, so for me, Bailey Rice and possibly maybe Zach Lovelace, eh, maybe getting more first-team football. But honestly, this year is so important that we win this league and obviously qualify for the Champions League, get that money. I think the first qualifying round's worth around £5 million. That's massive for us. So for me, not the youth for me, shouldn't be in Bale's plans at the moment. It's all about getting a good start. Start when it, start getting points on the board, and that first old firm game is going to be huge because if we win that all first old firm game, obviously we've got the fans on the back on our on our side, and I'm telling you now they'll be getting sharks getting thrown again over the other side of that city if Brendan Rodgers starts losing his first old firm game. They're already split with him coming in. So for me, get the points on the board, qualify for the Champions League, see from there, and I think anything worst worst comes to the worst. And we had injuries. That's the only way I can see some of these players getting a chance next year. But for me, too young, too inexperienced, and obviously you know yourself, it's all about the league. So for me, nah, not not the youth, not the youth guys for, at the moment. But we shall see what Bill's got planned. As I says, he might have some puppy sleeve. But for me, looks like all the players that are coming in at the moment. There's no room for Lowry. There's no room for King, and there's no room for Divine. There's probably a few points in that. Um... I think, personally, I'd like to see a wee bit more um, young players get uh, the chance. No choose for tokenism, but only if they prove they're good enough in training. And personally, I, I've said before, I, I do think Leon King's good enough to be one of the four centre-halves. However, the, their journey will be, will be aided massively depending on how the senior players do. And there has to be a responsibility in the senior players to start seeing out games and getting the young players a wee bit more game time as well. Um, and I think the the, the the harsh reality is there is going to be players going out and loan, but you're spot on there where it does have to be the, the right loan. I've lost a comment there, but I've seen somebody ask about Cole McKinnon and a couple of years ago, I ranted and raved about Cole McKinnon. I think he's such a talented player. He's went to Partick Thistle who were, you know, 
in a piss poor league, a piss poor side, struggling to struggling to get points and having to play football with the the really old seal Scottish way. Comichan is not that type of player. There's zero benefit for him. So we do need to make sure it's the right club. And gone the days, I, I don't think it's as black and white as if they're good enough, they'll go make it any club in uh, Scotland. It's, it has to be the right environment for young players to to really nurture their, their talent. Um, so I do agree with you there. Um, yeah, well, I look at Lewis Mayo. Lewis Mayo had a really, really good season at Kilmarnock on loan, didn't he? And then he went on loan again and he's, he's just not been able to cut it since. So... And he's another one that's coming back. We've obviously got him, we've got Robbie Yuri. I think a lot of these players, it's time for them to move on if they're not going to be able to take the step up. Obviously, the B-team league has not helped us at all. Because for me, the standard of that is not good enough for these boys to be playing in in the first place. So the development is definitely stagnated because of that. So we need to uh, look at the, the option of going to maybe like your Man Cities and your Chelsea's and these friendly games. And I think they would be better off against guys maybe just slightly older, slightly more experienced, obviously maybe like England internationals or under-21 nationals, all that experience and all that time playing against guys your own age is far better than playing against amateur guys in football, in my my in my opinion. So, look, I think um, it's something that obviously we're going to have to look at, isn't it, as well? I think that's quite a big focus over the summer. It's not just the, the first team, the women's team and the men's team as well, it's going to be, uh, the youth team. Are going to be very much of a focus as well for next year. Been a lot of players let go, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with the B team. Obviously, we're not going to be in the lower league, but yeah, um, for me, I think uh, with these loan players and uh, these youth players, they need to go out and loan to get the experience, uh, playing against men, not amateur guys. You've um. Fair bit of good feedback tonight, Shona. There's Stuart Walker suggesting that you're going to be bumping the hot chair for me, but you did lead me nicely into my, my next point there when you mentioned the focus is on more than just the first team, and you mentioned the women's team there as well. And uh, Carrie, I'll come to you first because I know you you were an avid watcher of the women's team uh, last year, um, and I think it's fair to say for the for the money that Rangers put into uh, that side. Um, you know, one one league title in three years for Malky Thompson wasn't good enough. So it wasn't any surprise for any as we had moving on. What's your thoughts on the announcement of Joe Potter um coming in as the the head coach for the women's first team? Not excited in the slightest. <laughs> to be perfect a lot of people have seen that uh she's got a good pedigree in that, but I don't know. I've just I'm, I'm, I'm probably a bit unfair there because I probably don't know enough about her to go head over and say, oh, she's definitely going to do a job. Uh, I, I just wasn't excited, mate. Uh, the end of the season really, really, really pissed me off with the women's side. Uh, and I'm sorry, lassies, I know I know that there's at least one player that does watch your pod. Uh, that Last season was a, an absolute dreadful season. For Rangers, as you said, the amount of money that we pump into this team, uh, it could it could have been spent. Uh, a, a lot of people, uh, it's put a lot of people off uh, for actually going to watch the women because they think that that money could have been better well spent on the pitch on the the men's team, and I can see their point of view because that's just it was unforgivable uh, last season uh, how how it ended up finishing. Uh, I was really, really disappointed. No getting in the Champions League has 
costs them the Rangers women's side. It's supposed to be we're trying to make it self-sustainable. Unless we get into Champions League in the women's team, it is not self-sustainable. And so it's something that the obviously the board need to think about as well. Uh, I, I hope I've no heard a lot of incomings and outgoings uh, with the, the women's side, so I'm not 100 percent sure it's going to happen. I'll just I'll wait and see once the season starts up and that I'll start watching it and I'll, I'll see if it's even worth watching because as I said that there was a lot of the the performances that we had was absolutely shocking and one of the main culprits was uh, your man that was in charge and get bumped out because he was he was awful. So on the appointment, Shona, um, it's our first um, head coach role, obviously, um, really decent career down south, and she, the last role she spent, she spent a good few years doing different coaching roles, but she was assistant um, head coach at Birmingham City, highly rated as a coach down south, and I think that, you know, I, I, at first I had the alarm bells ringing, but then if you look at the men's first team, I'm backing the the manager to the high hills, and he's only had six months um, experience in a, a top job before he, he came to Rangers. So I, you know, I need to be fair. What I would say is there's a lot of young young players in this Rangers uh, ladies team. They like Emma Watson, Kirsten McLean, just you know, still teenagers. Um, there's a lot graduated through the academy, and that's. For what I'm reading down south, Joe Potter's very good at bringing young players into the next level up. Is that maybe a positive that we can look for next season? Yeah, I've heard really, really good things about Joe Potter. As I say, I don't really know much about her. I obviously know that she obviously was the assistant head coach at Birmingham City. She's very highly rated. I think she did quite a lot of BBC punditry as well. So we uh, turned the, the Women's World Cup. So she is very highly rated. Yes, she has an experienced um I'm always a believer uh, where I think a woman uh, coach should, should coach a women's team. Obviously, with this whole woke thing that's going on at the moment as well and women's rights, I think it's great the fact we've got a women's coach in just now who is young, enthusiastic. We've obviously got to give her a chance. And I was exactly the same as you, Colin. I compared her to Beale. We didn't know who Beale was until he came into Rangers. He was an assistant coach. We've given Beale the opportunity, so I do think, I think with Joe, we've got to give her the opportunity to develop these players. I think there's a lot of work to get done, a lot of work to get done with the women's team. I was at a few of the women's games last year and I wasn't too impressed. So, no, at the end of the day, she's, she has a, um, it'll be good to promote our women's football, I think, as well, with having her by her side. Um, but, yeah, I would much prefer to have a women coach um, coaching the women's team than a man, I'm afraid. But that's not being being sexist or anything like that. I just think it's really good to really get behind women in sport these days. I think the way things are going with the, the whole transgender and obviously men participating in women's sport, uh, I just think it's great the fact that we've got women on board. Um, and for me, I think she is quite exciting. She is very, very highly rated down south. So, and she's got a few England caps as well, as far as I'm aware. I think it was uh, Enya Luko that was playing for England at the time that kind of kept her out the team. So maybe she's been a bit hard done by with that. So, no, I'm, I think um, there's a lot of work to be done in the women's side of the football team. We've got to be, like Harry says, winning the league, getting into the Champions League. That's where the money is. Um, we do have a lot of young girls in our team. So maybe I think the couple of transfers that we need to bring in maybe have to be a bit more experienced. Think that's exactly what they need, uh, but look, it's um, we'll see how she gets on, uh, but very highly rated, and I'm looking forward to it. 
Well, that's a nice wee bit of positivity for the, um, you know, for rounding off the show. And in terms of batting the woman and batting the women's team, it's, it's I'm going to take a couple of minutes just to give a couple of updates for what's coming up in the pod um, in the coming season, folks. So, um, we also, you know, we've been chatting back and forth to Rangers and we're going to have access for every women's and B teams game next season and we're going to aim to, between us as a podcast trip to cover as many as we actually can and we're buying a couple of tickets as well to get as many reporters to along to that. Um, so, you know, I think it's, it's definitely been a lot of excitement over the last couple of years in terms of winning the league and then getting the Champions League qualifiers. Last season, didn't quite turn out how we wanted it, but as a pod, we're going to be similar to how I've been doing the match day coverage at Ibrox and um, other uh, other stadiums for the first team. We're going to be doing the same for the women's team and as many B teams as we can. Also, in the subject of match day coverage, we're going to be covering a few English Premier League games for any of the listeners who are in about our English Premier League show. That's going to be back on Monday, and we're going to be doing a starting off with a couple of friendlies, and then we'll be getting down south to, you know, cover a couple of EPL matches. And just really a massive thank you to all the listeners and subscribers and supporters of the pod. We can't do it without you at all. So, um, you know, keep uh, keep your eyes out for these updates coming thick and fast. Um, but I think I'll bring us a close um, to tonight, uh, Mark and Shona. Um, been a good chat. I got through a few, a fair few bits of comments. Um, Mark, I'm going to come to you first. Uh, I want to give you a chance to say goodbye to the listeners, but with the fixtures being announced tomorrow, give me a prediction for what you think the first fixture of next season will be for Rangers. Aberdeen. That's it's got to be Aberdeen. It's got to be Aberdeen. Because that's, that, that's how they always fucking time give us that. Because they're hoping the time they'll do a turn. They've been doing it for years. And it still does the work. But that's uh, I'm not. I'm only interested in seeing our players going that park and showing us uh, what they, they can do for Rangers. That's all I want. I'm looking forward to it. I think it, we've been away for it long. We had a disappointed last season, so this season is going to be a lot better. Uh, but William, thank you so much for your I mean, donation as well, mate. Uh, Emma Watson has signed for Man U. Aye, well, that, that, I've seen a couple of things about Emma, and it's like that's a bit, it's a bit of a shame because she's she a really, really top player. She needs to be to make a good there. Now I don't know if uh, Emma was uh, there was any money involved with that. I'm I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure she still had another year or two in her deal. I'm not hundred percent sure on that though, so don't quote me on it. Ah, uh, look forward. Testing Rangers again. It's been an absolutely tragic couple of weeks so far, and it's another four weeks away. And I'm and I'm climbing the walls because there's no fit to watch. It's absolutely brutal. I hate it. Uh, but as for a goodbye, everybody that came tonight, thank you so so much. Uh, I've been away for a long time. I have I have missed talking to you all, and it's good to see all the usual faces and that. And thank you so much for everybody that's donated some money as well. It's like it really is something humbling uh, to know that you just pay for this shite like me talking. So it's like it's like I'm baffled really that I'm like these these folk must be after 
and rocker. <laughs> but obviously, you need to pay good money to see Shona because Shona's, Shona's no cheap. She's no cheap. She's an expensive lassie. And it, it costs a lot of, a lot, a lot of convincing and money. That's to a lovely, that's that a lovely goodbye. I'm going to cut you off there before you get the fucking shit down. <laughs> Good to have you back, no, th- Thanks for having me, mate. Uh, it's been good being back again, mate. Right, good to have you. Shona, lovely to be um, having you back in the pod again. Also, it's our first podcast together, so it's been a pleasure. Um, he's a cheerio and your prediction for the fixtures tomorrow as well. Well, Curry went and stole my thunder. So, <laughs> I, so I know it's definitely going to be Aberdeen away because obviously they'll be playing at home that weekend. So I would imagine it'll be a Sunday. We Aberdeen away, we'll be pissing the rain, but we're still going to pop them about three or four now. So that'll be, that'll get off get us off to a good start. So no, um, I think that'll be isn't it tomorrow the fixtures get nine chess, isn't it? So and I think obviously the first old firm game will be at Ibrox. So and that should be around about the end of August, the start of September. So look, that's in a very, very important month for us that August with the Champions League qualifiers and that first old firm game at Ibrox. But I'm thoroughly looking forward to it. So, yeah, no, guys, thanks very much for having me on. Uh, really enjoyed it tonight. And thanks to everybody that's obviously commented. I'm not looking at the chat, but I'll, I'll have a wee swatch later on. Um, and obviously, like, just to let these guys know, if it wasn't for out, without them, obviously, like myself, that comment on it, that we wouldn't have this show, you know, that way. So it's all down to them. So, like, thanks very much, guys, for tuning in. Always give your opinions. As I said, this show is all about opinions. Nobody's right. Nobody's wrong. Uh, and I look forward to seeing you all soon. Perfect. And just to echo that, massive thank you to everybody who's tuned in and watched. Obviously, uh, my first uh, live stream in a couple of weeks, but I'll be back with you with the cracker dawn uh, for the news show tomorrow morning. So hope to see you all then. But if not, have a lovely weekend. Well, what date is that, by the way? I'll get it up you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I missed it. Um, I done. Uh, I done an. A 20-minute news show on Monday with the wrong day on. But listen, no apology, no surrender. Take care.